Hey everyone, I'm Liz Hunt. And I'm Chelsea Poppins. And this is the Agency Rocket Show, where we discuss the chaos of running a creative agency. So first off, we're going to address the elephant in the room. Chelsea, do you want to tell everyone your most recent relationship status situation? Oh, um, I I have a fiance. Oh, Chelsea's <laughs> engaged. Whoop, whoop. Bling, but, bling. Yeah, bling, bling. But also, I just need to talk about the fact that you are not just engaged, but you got engaged in the bougiest fashion. I don't know about that. There's way yes. more bougie than Oh, me. shut up. No. The bougiest fashion that I think I've ever known. You got engaged in the mountains of Italy. Who are you? <laughs> it really wasn't that bougie. Oh, it, stop it. Like, I mean, the only people that ever happens to is a Hallmark Channel couple. <laughs> that is so bougie. No, all the Hallmark like holiday movies are a small town farm girl <laughs> or farm guy with Check. a big city big city girl in marketing or something Check. <laughs> coming to town and whatever his name Chad oh my god Brian's pretty basic too so I guess we are a Hallmark card Check. Ryan is a scientist you're a executive for a marketing agency this could not get more hallmark and then you guys get engaged in the glorious mountains of italy you are a hallmark channel i'm just chelsea freaking poppins yes you're a hallmark channel movie if only i could say the trip went that smoothly but (laughs) yeah so tell us about your trip without going into a long spiel of it 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 was good. We went to Rome first for the first three days, except that I'm really dumb and I left my external hard drive on the plane underneath my seat because I mm-hmm. didn't check underneath my seat before I left and they still haven't found it. Ugh. So I'm pretty mad at myself and frustrated with that. What but was on your external hard drive? A lot of my computer backups, my Ooh. photography for people and drone footage that I didn't want to store on my computer. Mm. And I don't know, just a lot of other stuff now that I'm like sifting through my mind I can't really recall everything but a lot of your a lot yeah like a lot of your boudoir photos that you do (laughs) some of them yeah but (laughs) luckily it's password protected so I don't think anyone will be able to break into it oh it's still it's still the fact that it's missing that well yeah yeah you don't have it yeah. Uh, so we started that off pretty rough. I was pretty mad and we were in Rome and we ended up going to like a food tour. We ran into a group of ladies that were traveling from the Midwest and turns out one of their daughters played soccer at Iowa State during the same time that I did. What? And so, yeah. So uh, she was like, do you know such and such? And I was like, yeah, she was my grade. You actually knew the I- soccer player? Yeah, yeah. So because she was my age, and she's I always stayed during the same time as me, and so it was really funny. She's like, "I'm her mom," and so we just kind of were talking back and forth, and that is crazy. 
And Ryan always makes fun of me because no matter where I go, I always find someone that I know. That's just what happens. That is <laughs> crazy. <laughs> yeah. Rome was great. Probably only needed two days instead of three. And then we went down to watch my cousin, Jack Nungy play. He used to play at Iowa and Xavier and he's playing pro now over there with his wife. And mm -hmm. so we visited them, uh, watched one of their games and then ended up going down to Sorrento and it's low season. So it wasn't quite so busy. And we did a little hike and Ryan set up his tripod and proposed in front of Mount Vesuvius, which is Aww. the volcano in Pompeii. Oh and, my goodness. And he barely got us in his video. <laughs> like, I, we're I did right see on the that. edge. I did see that. I would say he's not the photographer that you are. And no. You guys are right on the edge of this gigantically long, like, landscape photo. And you guys are right on the edge. <laughs> it's super funny, though, too, because people are like, who was your photographer? And I'm like, Ryan set up his tripod and barely got us in the photo. <laughs> and, and so he proposed. And then he went back to the video. And he's like, maybe we should reenact it since I didn't really get us. <laughs> and, and so we tried. It didn't end up well. So yeah. that was just like the photo that I posted was actually the original one. Yeah, We're not good actors. Most people so, aren't. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. But, uh, it was, but you're it engaged. Yes. I'm engaged. You're engaged. And Making an honest woman. Yeah. That's tough. <laughs> I'm kidding. It's, I'm kidding. <laughs> that's tough. Just ending my reign of living in sin. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. Well, to the task at hand, in our episode today, we are going to talk about the type of prospects that we won't work with, controversial types of clients that we will and won't work with. Um, and why? And, and why. Some of them are probably not going to be surprising to some people, and then some of them probably will be surprising to some people. So I think in Nebraska, where I live, not where you live, but where I live in Nebraska, I think gambling is illegal. And so there's no casinos here. But in Iowa, obviously, it is legal. So if we had a casino come to Daycloud, our agency, and ask us to do some marketing, advertising, branding, that kind of stuff, and it was big money, big money. That would have been my first question. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, if you think about it, casinos, I mean, they make a lot of money. Would we say yes or would we say no? Personally, I'm not against gambling as far as my values and things. Mm -hmm. And so there's no like real reason I would say no from that perspective. That's a good question because I'm trying to think of a reason where I would say no to yeah. like, let's say, I don't know, say the casino in Des Moines was like, yeah. can you do some marketing for us? Yeah. It's pretty low key, but also it depends on our specialty and mm. uh, what they're asking for. If it's like experiential marketing, that's not really our thing. Like certain things are just not our specialty and we should say no to it. And then like Vegas, like if there's a large organization, but we are maybe not equipped for MGM or <laughs> something like that. I think it depends on what size of 
bite you choose to take off of that. Yeah. And knowing where you can help and where you shouldn't. So I would say yes, depending on the need and where I think our skills and talents and expertise would really add value rather than make it more of a difficult relationship. Yeah. Yeah. So I think my answer would be fairly similar. There's been twice that this issue has actually come up sort of for Daycloud. Once it was a prospect who was actually running an illegal online gambling ring. (laughs) At the time when we were in conversation with this person, we didn't know that it was illegal. (laughs) So we were talking with them. And as we were having this conversation with this prospect, it started to feel kind of sketchy. First red flag. Uh huh. Yeah. And then honestly, the person never actually said, you know, obviously they're not going to be like, yeah, I run an illegal gambling ring online. Obviously, they're not going to say that. But at some point, it came out. We just like realized, holy crap, this is illegal gambling. (laughs) That's what's happening here. And then you stayed, asked a few more questions just for entertainment (laughs) sake. And (laughs) no. And then we were like, oh, we're done here. (laughs) We don't do marketing or branding for illegal things. We're not going to do that. Mostly just because I don't want to get in trouble. So there's that one. There's another one where someone came to us and they actually wanted us to help them do a full-on marketing campaign that was against a law that was being voted on to allow gambling in Nebraska. And that one was really tricky because, and we're going to talk about this later, but I kind of have a pretty strict protocol that we don't do political stuff for the firm. I don't want the hassle. I don't want to get involved in that. And I have my own personal things that I care about. And I want to spend my time, energy, and efforts on the things that I personally care about and not that stuff. (laughs) I also feel like getting into the realm of politics is really going to take the fun out of branding and marketing and those creative conversations. Yes. And there's just so much volatility in it. And there's just so much hostility in it. And I believe in so much kindness with clients and people. And personally, I am just like, we're going to stay out of that fight. <laughs> we don't need that kind of negativity in our yes, lives. I mean, honestly. And so that is just protocol. Is it a hundred percent? Never, ever, ever. No, probably not. Of course, there's always going to be a caveat to the rule or whatever it is. Unicorn scenario. Yes. But anyway, so that specific instance, I just was like, yeah, here's my price. I just priced us out because it was about gambling, like anti-gambling and then also political too. And then I also think I'm pretty sure that she wanted me to do it for like less than nothing. So I was like, you're hitting all the, (laughs) all the things. And so it's a no for me, dear. But then back to uh, actually for a casino, if a casino were to ever actually come to us, I think I would maybe have a little bit of a difficult time marketing a casino 
because I know that it can be an addiction for some people. I think I would have a little bit of a crisis around, is this okay? Is it not okay? Like, I know it can be harmful for people. But then I also know people are adults and they can make their own choices about what they're doing when it's not my job to police what other people are choosing to do. So if a casino were to ask us to market, I think that would be different than if a casino were to ask us to brand them. To me, that is different because the outcome is different. Branding them is like help us define who we are and all that kind of stuff. Maybe I'm totally wrong, but to some degree, it's like, well, gambling's legal. They need a good positive voice for their business too. And they are serving a purpose. <laughs> I think what would really stump me on what to do, and I'd have to really th think about it, would be if we were actively ongoing marketing for them. I think that one would be, I don't know. I would have a hard time with that one probably. Yeah. So I mean, that makes, that makes sense. Obviously, if you are a gambling addict, don't do marketing for a casino. No. Yeah. But I get the end game is much different. And yeah, the, the boundary set between your values and branding is kind of just like more yeah. identifying. Whereas marketing for a casino, the end yeah. game is to get more people to be gambling, which is could be a toxic space for some people. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But like I said, for some people, it's their fun and it's totally fine. And they just want to do that. I played the slots once or twice. I made money on it. And then I was like, I'm going to stop right now. <laughs> I'm like, I won. So I'm done. But I know that everybody's different. And yeah, but I, I mean, like, I also have a financial advisor for a husband. So finances is obviously a big thing in our house. Yeah. But that leads into like the casinos, would you ever do marketing or branding for alcohol? Like, <gasps> oh, that's a double-edged sword too. Yes. Like, where would you oh. where would you lie in that kind of space? Alcohol. Yeah. Oh man, I would probably say yes. I yeah. would say yes because it would be kind of fun. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, but like I branding for sure. I think it's like kind of every designer's dream to design wine or some sort of alcohol brand. They'd let you do so many beautiful, gorgeous things. You My know? mind goes to video content and marketing for that, the yeah. creative direction that you could take with it as yeah. far as just lighting, ambiance, the yeah. vibe, capturing moments yeah. with, with that kind of brand. Yeah. That, that would be kind of fun to be a part of yeah those for type sure. of campaigns for sure and i you know with alcohol there's a warning on every label and i guess obviously with gambling i i'm showing how naive i am i don't know if there's warnings anywhere or whatever but, but like with alcohol there is drink responsibly and all this stuff i would at least have a little bit of like Hey, I know that we're telling people to get help if they need help. It's just so tricky when things are so obviously addictive substances and people struggle with addiction. But again, it's not my job to police other adults. So, I mean, 
if they're a paying customer and it's not illegal, then yeah, I probably would. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) that makes perfect sense. We once upon a time had someone approach us from the CBD industry wanting, was it a website and marketing and possibly working with other CBD distributors? Yeah. What is your standpoint on that? That one is a definite yes. <laughs> so this particular client, and we did, we worked with her. She was a cannabis attorney. And a big part of her thing was that she was helping cannabis shops to follow the law, actually. And that was a big part of what she was doing. Is she was actually helping all these shops to make sure that they were in right standing with the law. Because like um, some of the things she said even were regulations, like you couldn't have the marijuana leaf on the website specifically. Like they're so detailed in mm-hmm. those. It was so interesting to hear her speak on the intricacies yeah. of what is legal and what's not legal. Yeah. As CBD and cannabis is on the rise, especially like she's out in Portland, Seattle. Yeah. Uh, so Seattle. so yeah. we're in the Midwest. That is a little more prevalent there than it is here. But yeah, it, it was really interesting to hear her talk yeah. about it. Yeah. Well, yeah. And to that end, all the states have all kinds of different laws. And so there's some, so many layers to it. And every state has different things. For example, on packaging, the size of font that you can have for the packaging on food labels versus just regular products was very explicit about what size the font had to be and just so many different things. And so it was great to work with her. And again, I don't know a ton about this product in particular, but it's my understanding that it's not habit forming. And obviously you have to be very responsible. And in some states it is legal and people use it for medicinal purposes and things like that. Her brand was mostly medicinal. Uh, Yes. Correct me if I'm wrong. No, yeah, it was. And so it was more on the CBD side of things and less Mm -hmm. on the THC side of things. And that also helped in the moral judgment of whether you want to do marketing and branding for that type of company is is because it was more holistic approach to pain management and holistic Mm -hmm. approach to whatever muscle injuries or chronic illnesses or things like that. So that was more of an easy yes for us because Mm -hmm. end game, the mission behind her brand was strong. Yeah. Again, she wasn't doing anything illegal. In fact, she was actively trying to help these different companies stay legal. (laughs) Yeah, I'll help her. Branding, website, that kind of stuff, for sure. It's legal. Yeah. What about an abortion clinic? Mm, That's a tricky one. Mm -hmm. I think that sits very closely to political. (laughs) And I'd probably lean on the side of not getting involved. Mm-hmm. I mean, but it, the other piece of it as a business owner is knowing your employees. Yeah. Too, because we've had instances where designers don't want to work on a specific project because of their beliefs and yeah. their values. And they just feel strongly against even just being a part of it. And that they're feeling towards our company mm-hmm. might even be 
strung together in our decision of whether or not to work with that brand. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually a really good point. I agree with you that the abortion clinics, it's so closely aligned with politics that it's, it's probably just best that we stay out of that. Even though it's not actual politics, it's just such a politically volatile yes politically charged charged thank you organization that i would just be like i think i think we're out but to that end about employees you're absolutely right we have had situations where we have worked with organizations that are christian faith-based and we have had lots of employees who are not of Christian faith and are just well, of, living different lifestyles that might yes. not be in aligned with the Christian um, religion and beliefs. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And so when it comes to those types of clients, sometimes that type of client can make some of our employees feel uncomfortable. We've had times when in meetings with those kinds of organizations, they have prayed at the beginning of a meeting with them or they have stated some of their beliefs very emphatically that has made some of our employees uncomfortable. That is a really tough one (laughs) because religion is obviously a pretty hot topic. And I think I do a couple different things and we have done a couple different things where I always check with my people. Hey, are you okay? Are you going to be okay? Is this okay? And I think it's been every single time that every one of them has said, I'm going to do my job as long as the client can be professional and not target me or whatever, then I can be professional too. And that has been, I think, really, really amazing. I really appreciate my employees being that way. Now, I know that other bosses are just like, sit down, shut your mouth. This is our client. You're just going to do the work. (laughs) And that works for some that work. That doesn't work for some. Yeah. With some of those situations around Christianity, I think, for instance, whether it's kind of just the purpose behind what they want us to do, like the goal and all those other variables get entwined with that decision. Mm -hmm. And I mean, we've had really great conversations with employees around that. Be like, hey, they believe this. How do you feel about this? Yeah. Uh, What would you feel like if we took on this client? These are their goals. As long as the goals aren't offensive and everybody's on board to do that, such as a branding for like a church or something. Like, right, right. I mean, if we're going to be completely transparent, branding for a church, obviously Christianity doesn't always believe in homosexuality or things like that. Or for instance, if we had someone who's Muslim on staff and they don't believe in that, or there's other religions that don't celebrate specific Christian holidays, like things along those lines, like marketing is born around these type of campaigns throughout the year, Mm -hmm. Halloween, Christmas, and not everyone celebrates all of these things. And for them Mm -hmm. to be a part of these marketing campaigns and these design initiatives they have to either sacrifice, kind of dissociate from their beliefs in order to create, or they have to be completely honest and transparent in that communication that they need to step away from it, but mm-hmm. they're willing to work on other projects. So, Which has happened. 
that has happened before where we have someone who, for whatever reason, whether it's religious reasons or simply because they just are uncomfortable with the client's views on whatever or something. They have stepped away from a project. I've allowed them to work on something else. We've always said that that's okay, especially when it was like a faith-based organization who had strong beliefs around certain lifestyles that some of our employees had. I gave said employees the option to not work on their projects. Again, and as an employee, they respected that we gave them that choice, whereas yeah. some businesses would force it upon their employees because they pay them to do work. That's the difference between Daycloud and other agencies or other businesses. And that's sure. kind of how we choose to run it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I always want to lead with compassion and making my people feel valued and all that stuff. <laughs> Transition from that. Well, into kind of nonprofits in general. We've had a lot of not great experiences with nonprofits. I know some agencies specialize in nonprofits. Truthfully, I don't know who they're working with because, um, and maybe they get all the good ones. I don't know. But we've had some tough times with nonprofits. And so that's kind of one of those that we're starting to see that maybe we just don't work with. I hear about these unicorns out there. <laughs> one of the ones that I heard about was a nonprofit that works in schools. And so they, they actually worked with nonprofits that received grants for mm. marketing. And so it was much easier to work with them because they have allocated resources for marketing budgets and mm-hmm. things along those lines. Whereas a lot of the nonprofits that I've seen in my time at Daycloud, it's been disorganized. Most recently, it's been we work with contractors and I think it's because they have volunteers. They don't have full-time salary and employees dedicated to strategically implementing our ideas and brainstorming. Yeah. And that leads to a lot of difficult conversations and that miscommunication and of a misalignment of expectations and, mm-hmm. and just not reaching the right people. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes we just don't get paid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's been really interesting, just our experience with nonprofits. A lot of times, what we've run into, one, I've noticed that oftentimes, kind of from the top down, there is this, actually, the person up top doesn't always have this, but then everyone else kind of has this powerlessness about them. They have like this powerless mentality. And it feels like a lot of times they can be running around chasing the money. And I understand that as a nonprofit, you are chasing donors and trying to get more donors and things. But a lot of times it feels to the degree of complete and utter powerlessness and, like you said, lack of strategy. And what we've noticed in working with a lot of them has been that creates this very wind-blown feeling in the organization where every week it's like a new plan for what direction the organization is going. And I actually think that that's pretty catastrophic for an organization to not set the direction and then focus on that. 
honestly, for any organization, I think that would be catastrophic if you're changing directions every five seconds. And that's not to say all nonprofits are like this, no. but in just in there our experience. Yeah, like, there, yeah. You, you've had a lot more nonprofit experience that has been, yeah. I guess, a little more. I know you probably won't share all your stories, but <laughs> you've had more stories, I could just say. You know, it, we've just had some nonprofit clients who we run into the, well, we've done this type of print marketing to get donors for the last 20 years. And that's how we're always going to do it now. Or like, well, we're not going to update the website because donors don't go to the website. And it's like, well, that's because like, have you, have you looked at your website? I wouldn't go to your website either. And I am a website builder. <laughs> and honestly, the things I'm saying are true, not just of nonprofits. It could be true of any organization. But for some reason, the nonprofits that we have worked with, this just kind of seems to be a collective theme for them. And so I know this is not one of those controversial <laughs> ones like gambling, but we're kind of running into like, a, you know, maybe Daycloud is just not a nonprofit Maybe we just don't do that work. <laughs> and like I said, there's other agencies, even in our town, that do specifically focus on nonprofits. And maybe they just have a better setup or maybe they're just better communicators. Or I, I mean, I don't know. But I, th I think they're just maybe just attuned to that niche. We worked with a web developer that specifically worked with law firms. Yeah. And our idea or our vision of how it is to work with law firms was very similar to how he, he he's like, yep, nailed it. That's exactly <laughs> how it is to work yeah. with law firms. And yeah. so like the profiling of certain industries does come into play, but yeah. I'm, I'm sure that they develop these, these skills and the, the communication methods and the processes yeah. to make it a little more seamless. Some industries are just not what we want to work with. So yes. And, and honestly, I mean, that's a great point. I think that's okay. It's okay to not want to work with some industries and want to work with others. I think we've talked about this before. We love working with construction, blue collar, skilled labor types. Mm -hmm. like, we're good at that. You know? They're easy going. They oftentimes are just like, we, we know your experience. These are things that you know, and we don't. And they're just like, go ahead and do it. Yeah. And I honestly just love shooting the shit with, mm -hmm. with a bunch of farmers yeah. and blue collar workers that yeah. are out there. Like that's, I relate to those yeah. type of people growing yeah. up on a farm. Same. We speak frankly and so do they. And that's just how we speak. We're direct and they're direct. And there's not a lot of salesy sizzle that either one of us has. And so, mm -hmm. and I think they respond well to that. My favorite part about blue collar workers is like, for instance, with our Valley dealers is when I was doing more of the sales stuff and I'd yeah. call them and then just be like talking about the weather, talking <laughs> about what's going on in their life and their grandkids. And yeah. they just go, they just want someone to talk to. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. And it's just so easy to create relationships with those type of clients yeah. and that are long lasting because yeah. like if you're actually in it for the relationship and for the right reasons, it's actually yeah. fun and yeah. enjoyable. Yeah, it's true. You and I are genuinely authentic people. We don't know how to be anything else. And so we just are who we are. <laughs> and I think they recognize that because that's just who they are too. So mm -hmm. it's pretty great. What other industries 
Oh, cigarettes. We haven't talked about that. I would probably say no. I don't care for cigarettes. Not my genre. <laughs> Not here for it. So that one's issue. I mean, they're legal, but like, hmm. I would probably. Would you? Well, that's what I'm saying. So I kind of had like a criteria, you know, like, is it legal? Okay. Yes. What are my other criteria? I don't know. I don't, I don't know either. Like, um, is that your only criteria? Maybe. Is it legal? (laughs) (laughs) Is it legal? Maybe some of my strict guidelines. Is it legal? Would I enjoy it? Uh, <laughs> I know, I know, right? Is it legal? Can they pay their bills? <laughs> would Would my employees be behind it? <laughs> oh, I I didn't even think about that. Should I have thought about that? I didn't even think about that one. I, I don't know. My instant <laughs> response would be, I wouldn't enjoy. Uh, well, yeah, and this is where I'm like, does this matter, or should I just get over this? But I have a personal vendetta with cigarettes because. My grandma smoked them for like 30 years of her life and then she died from smoking. And so now I'm very against, obviously, cigarettes. That's understandable. And but so I also think nothing good comes of cigarettes. Right. So it's not just my own personal vendetta. It's also like they're just literally harmful and there's nothing else. Whereas alcohol is harmful, but it's still a good time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, I love wine. So that that's the, the in-between of things. Mm-hmm. But I, I see no pros to yeah, that's, a, a yeah. tobacco company, a cigarette company. I see no pros to it. No, yeah. Maybe that's where it is. It's like, is it legal? And then doing the pros and cons list. It's all cons for tobacco. Okay, so then what about the politics? Of cigarettes? No. Okay. (laughs) No, like we we kind of touched on it earlier, but we didn't really talk fully about if a politician were to come to us and ask us to do campaigns or things like that. Like you said, you and I stay clear of politics. Like Mm -hmm. we have our own personal beliefs, but me personally, I'm not overly involved in politics. Mm -hmm. But also, it's always such a heated discussion amongst Mm -hmm. people Mm -hmm. that the peacemaker in me doesn't always want to be in those conversations. I'm always trying to find both sides of the argument from like a holistic viewpoint. Mm -hmm. And I'm just not good with the politics side of things. I don't really want to be in those spaces. And even if there's money involved, I think even by you picking a side to market, it's going to ostracize you from potential clients in the future if you get labeled as such. And you don't necessarily want to be funneled into that category of things either. Yes. I think that is probably the primary reason that I would not do it. Because I think some way or another, potential clients would find out. And I think it could probably do more harm than good. Even if we chose the libertarian side, I think no matter what, it it would just create controversy. And I prefer conversations. (laughs) I just don't love all the fighting. And I'm not interested in picking clients and picking fights at the same time. I don't want to do that. It's, It's just not worth it to me. And I know some designers that are like, they are political activists 
with their design. And I think that's great. They should do that. I think that's awesome. But those, um, also, those are also designers. That's not necessarily an entire organization. Picking yeah. aside. And yeah. I haven't done my research, so correct me if I'm wrong. I think you'll probably find that a lot of agencies probably don't pick a side yeah. for that same reason. Yeah. Again, if someone came to me and asked for branding, I would probably do that. Because to me, it's just different. But if it's ongoing marketing, I would probably turn that one down. That's an interesting take on it because I guess that is personal branding. Mm-hmm. And that's that's entirely different, at least in like my mind too, because you and I have spoken about the NIL space and athletes branding yeah. themselves. Yeah. And from that perspective and helping young ladies, young female athletes or male athletes, whatever, identify themselves and how they want to be perceived by larger audience on their platform it's the same thing from from a political angle is if a politician comes to you and they want to brand themselves so that they are targeting the right audience and that the things they say the way they're perceived comes off in the light that they want that's an entirely different discussion rather than Mm -hmm. helping someone push their agenda yes exactly exactly so to me branding and then advertising marketing A lot of times they're very different conversations for kind of the different industries. That's so interesting. Well, good combo today, Chels. Yeah, I think that's a wrap. We're a little bit over, but no, we're not. We arrived exactly when we meant to. I'm a wizard, Chelsea. You're a wizard. It's less than an hour. So in Liz's mind, we're good. We're on target. Yeah. But. Thanks for joining us today. If you like this podcast, like, share, follow. You can email us at show at agency-rocket.com. Reach out to us with any questions, any feedback. Leave us a review. We love seeing all the positive things. Don't leave anything negative just yet. It's still our first year. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But have a good rest of your day. Peace out. Bye.